Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing how narcissists create codependence. Now, if you're struggling with codependency, chances are that you are either raised by a narcissistic abuser or had a relationship with or are in a relationship with a narcissistic perpetrator. Now, it is also very highly likely that you are not aware of how you became codependent and what happened to you that caused you to be this way. Now, what happens is is that codependents are created over time and the subtle nature of the narcissistic abuse is that we don't realize our sense of self being lost or self-worth being diminished and our confidence shattering. And one day we wake up and we wonder what the hell happened to us? How did we get here? So in this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the ways, some of the more subtle ways that narcissistic abusers create codependency in their victims. Now, this is an extremely important topic, most notably because when we know the signs of a narcissistic abuser, both in their behavior of the abuser, but also within ourselves as victims, we catch on to the truth of the abuse and act accordingly in order to protect ourselves from further abuse. So the first way a narcissistic abuser will create codependency in their victims is through love bombing. So love bombing essentially is promising a victim to be someone of great importance and committing to caring, loving, and meeting their needs. Now this becomes a bait, which essentially is a carrot on a stick that gets the victim hooked on a hamster wheel of chasing. This is particularly effective if victims have deep unresolved childhood traumas and unmet childhood needs. When that is the case, we have a deep yearning to get these needs met and victims will forego any common sense and then stay in abusive relationships for way longer than they should in the hopes of getting their originally promised unmet needs met. And the more they stay, the more they get hooked into these hopes and these wishes of of their needs being met. Uh, The longer they are in this relationship, the more dependent they are on it. The next method that narcissists use is to pedestal themselves and devalue their victims. So this is where a narcissistic abuser will portray themselves as someone who's greater than life and as the object of everyone's greatest desire. Uh, they then make victims feel like they are really lucky to have them in their life, and this makes victims feel eternally indebted to them and constantly trying to be enough for their larger-than-life abuser. In addition, the abuser will continuously devalue their victims in an attempt to make them feel worse and worse about themselves and forever working to gain value in the eyes of their of their extremely amazing abuser and to be enough for them. In some cases, the narcissistic abuser will pedestal their victims and then slowly devalue them if they don't serve, please, and go along with the mistreatment. And this serves as an additional carrot on a stick as victims aim to get back into the original pedestal status, thinking that if they keep pleasing their abuser, eventually they will get back into that status and they will be loved. And this hooked, hooks victims into an everlasting, everlasting cycle of pleasing, but ultimately never being enough. And uh, it, this effectively makes victims more and more dependent on their abuser. Another way that narcissists create codependency is through fear. In a negative reinforcement way, narcissistic abusers will create so much fear of what will happen if they don't be abused, if they don't go along with it, perhaps fear of mistreatment, physical, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, 
and uh, because they're living in such perpetual fear of not going along, they just go ahead and accept all the abuse and, and ultimately oftentimes just brainwash themselves to believe that this is good for them, uh, creating more and more of a, of a bond, of a trauma bond, and then ultimately more dependency. Another subtle way of creating this codependency is by pushing their, the, their own opinions, attitudes, and beliefs onto their victims. And they do this by making victims feel ashamed of having a differing opinion. Uh, they may say, anyone who disagrees with me is stupid or unintelligent. Uh, they, make, they may speak with such confidence that you feel that there's just absolute truth. There's no other way to, uh, to think. Uh, they may be, let's say, kind and open if you agree with them, and then they'll turn hostile and violent uh, and even hurt their victims if they are to dare to think otherwise. These are a few of the very subtle ways that cause victims to, let's say, do away with their own independent thinking and then just adopt their the thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes of their abuser. Next, narcissistic, narcissistic abusers will aim to cripple the confidence and, the, and also lower the self-esteem of their victims. And this can be done in subtle ways like poking fun at preferences of lifestyle or even clothing or appearances. What they're doing is lowering confidence and self-esteem has victims believing that they're, they're, they're just always at fault and uh, have them feel really ashamed about who they are. And ultimately, they're not going to be feeling like they're deserving of more than what they're getting, more than this mistreatment. Uh, in addition, someone with a low confidence and low self-esteem is much easier to manipulate, control, to, to bully. Uh, and ultimately, they're not going to put up a fight towards the mistreatment because they don't believe that they are worthy of getting better, of, of more. And they're going to become more and more codependent on their abuser to tell them who they are, what to do, what to value, and what their value is. The next thing that narcissistic abusers do is brainwash victims to believe that they are absolutely nothing without their abuser, and therefore the victim will fear leaving because they don't want to be nothing. They don't want to be worthless. Uh, they may also convince their victims that they won't make it in the outside world and that they need their partner, and that if they go in the outside world, they're not going to survive, and this is ultimately what cults do as well to create a, a negative reinforcement to, to keep people bonded and keep people trapped. Uh, in essence, the incredible fear uh, it also includes what they will do to the victim, perhaps to the victim's family, or even to themselves, maybe even threaten suicide. And this fear, uh, again, keeps them, keeps them dependent. Another very common method of creating codependency is gaslighting victims into thinking that they are responsible for their abuser's well-being, happiness, and emotions. And this is done through shaming, blaming, guilting, and continuously feeding a false narrative to the victims that they don't do enough and that they are being irresponsible for not doing everything in the relationship. They may also gaslight victims into believing that everything that is wrong is their fault. And they do this by constantly, like, like I said, blaming the victims for the relationship issues, their unhappiness. And this has victims who are, are none the wiser and they believing that the narcissistic abuser has good intentions, continuously self-reflecting, looking at themselves to figure out what they've done wrong and what they can do better. And uh, ultimately, this keeps the attention off of what is really going on, which is abuse. And by the victim, by the abuser having the victim look at themselves, they can uh, completely deny that there's any abuse and that the whole issue is the victims. And uh, this also has victims working really, really hard to become the best version of themselves so that they can be the perfect narcissistic supply or slave. Ultimately, the more the narcissist complains, the more they blame them, the more they work on themselves to become this perfect supply that the, that the abuser wants them to become. The next way of creating codependency is by enmeshing. Uh, they do this by fusing with their abusers. They blur boundaries, blur lines between themselves and their victim. They fuse thoughts, beliefs, uh, even things like bank accounts or living arrangements or schedules. And they do this by using what is known as narcissistic mirroring, which is where perpetrators study the victim's interests and act as if they're their own interests, which creates these very intense and real feelings of connectedness. 
In many instances, this enmeshment is going to feel like love, especially victims who have deep childhood wounds. Uh, if they suffer from, let's say, deep loneliness or abandonment, this enmeshment feels like they finally found someone so similar to themselves that they can trust and give everything they want, they, they have, and, and blur any or take down any boundaries. And that deep connection is going to feel like love. Uh, but ultimately, this is enmeshment, which is a bait, and it's a ploy to get victims to buy into this fal false notion of connectedness. However, once the enmeshment happens, it becomes very difficult to even separate yourself from the relationship, and this is where victims eventually just lose themselves because they don't really even know who they are outside of the relationship. Next, narcissistic abusers will manipulate victims' perception of reality. They'll also, most notably, their self-perception, their self-image, the, the perceptions of themselves. Now, here's the thing. When you can manipulate somebody's perception, you really have a ton of power over them. By, by, by being able to manipulate victims' emotions and then their belief system, abusers are able to alter the way that they see themselves, the world, uh, people in general. The idea is, is that our emotions and beliefs are going to uh, shape the way we see the world. So by victims, uh, by abusers manipulating the emotions and beliefs of their victims, they're able to control to see this abuse as love and accept the relationship as something that's good for them regardless how, of how abusive it is. In addition, by manipulating the victims to see themselves as less than or shameful or ugly or worthless, they're not going to love themselves and they're not going to do what someone who loves themselves would do, which is things that are best for themselves, most notably leave a toxic and abusive relationship. So this manipulation of perceptions, which is commonly referred to as brainwashing, assures that victims are controlled and ultimately the more control, the more dependency on the abuser. Now, this manipulation of perception is also about gaslighting victims to not trust themselves and their own intuition. If a victim is to trust themselves and their own intuition, their intuition would explain to them that they're being they're being abused. And if that were the case, the narcissistic deception would be would be up. The game would be up, and therefore the gaslighting is a must if the abuser is going to continue getting away with their abuse. In addition, the less victims trust themselves and their intuition, the more they will be forced to trust the gaslighting and secretly abusive narcissistic perpetrator, and that's what they want. They want dependency, they want you to trust their their thoughts and their beliefs and ultimately do whatever they want. So if you're trusting yourself, then they are not going to appreciate that, and that's why they want to gaslight you to not trust yourself. The next way of creating codependency is by isolation or isolating victims. Narcissistic abusers are notorious for doing this uh, by turning their victims against others who could display, who, are actually, who can call out the hypocrisy and the abuse is a must. The less available resources are to the victim than resources that would ultimately give away that this is abuse and exploitation, uh, the more dependent they are on the perpetrator. This leads to the next method, which is to make victims dependent on their, on their abuser for all their needs, uh, whether it's financial, emotional, physical, spiritual, sexual. You know, we all have needs, and we have absolutely no choice but to meet them, and many of those needs can only be gotten by our partner, by, from the outside world. So by manipulating victims to believe that they, the abuser, are the only one who can meet them, uh, creates this dependency or victims will always be reliant and dependent on their abuser. The next is to manipulate victims' vision for their future and ultimately what they value, what they want out of life. Uh, in essence, this is done by making victims want the very same things that the abuser wants, thinking that it's the, the victim who wants it. Uh, this is usually done by telling victims that what they want is uh, unattainable or unworthy and that they know what's best for them and that they should trust their vision for their life. But oftentimes what happens is future faking, where the, the, uh, the uh, 
the abuser is just pulling the victim into their own vision, their own idea of what they want, and then using the victim as a, as a slave, as a narcissistic, narcissistic supply to serve and worship their vision. And finally, uh, similar to the previous one, discouraging making their own money, pursuing own goals, vision, career. The last thing a narcissistic abuser needs is a confident, independent, healthy, whole, self-loving, assertive, and self-aware victim. So all these aforementioned qualities are what they will attempt to erode, manipulate, gaslight, control, reject, deny, and destroy. So the main goal is to create that dependency in victims, since the more dependent the abuser is, the more they can get away with, uh, and, and, and the more the, the lower the chances are they'll, they'll get caught and be held accountable. So it is in very much high interest of the narcissistic abuser to create that codependency in their victims, which would explain why many of us who are victims of narcissistic abuse are a struggle with codependency. So if you are struggling with codependency, there are a few very important things to understand in order to overcome codependency. Firstly, you have everything that you need within you to live your best life, to grow, and to become your highest self. You don't need people. You don't need a relationship. You don't need partners. You don't need parents. You don't need anybody. You have that within yourself. In fact, becoming whole and independent is very much a prerequisite and a must to living our best life or uh, as well as you know, man manifesting healthy, interconnected relationships. So this oftentimes what happens is that we, when we have these breakdowns in life, we find ourselves alone and we very often we freak out, we run back to our partners, we run into relationships that save us from this, this, this loneliness. But it's important to understand that we need that loneliness. We need that aloneness in order to find ourselves because only by finding ourselves through that aloneness we could, be, could we become whole and then we're not codependent, we're independent and less of a chance of actually attracting toxic and, and narcissistic abusers. The next thought is that while you might feel like an eternal victim of narcissistic perpetrators, which is very, very understandable and very common, relationships, relationships like these are not random. And in essence, they are a manifested into our lives as a mirror to show us unresolved wounds and, and a fragmented self and wounds of childhood and disconnection from our authenticity. So when we use these relationships, not as a victim, but ultimately as a reflection of what we need to see, we can use that 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 uh, that mirror in essence to get out of staying stuck, and we take our power back because we can use that mirror to see what it what it is within ourselves, gain the clarity we need, the insights we need, so that we can get the information we need in order to to grow and to heal. Next, guilt and shame, self criticism and self blame are some of the main factors that keep us codependent. When we blame ourselves unnecessarily, when we beat ourselves up for not being good enough, what we're doing is we're, in essence, narcissistically abusing ourselves, and we lock ourselves into a lower state of consciousness, and this self-mistreatment attracts people who then reflect that back to us, i.e. narcissists. So it's so important to forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know and have compassion for yourself for doing the best you could and taking step, steps to let go of the attachments, the thing that, things that no longer serve us, and then set ourselves free. Yes, the narcissistic abuser is going to try to make you feel badly about putting yourself first, shame you and guilt you, especially if you have wounds of childhood where you were shamed and guilted, then chances are the, it's going to be very effective. But it is so important to show yourself compassion and to stop beating yourself up, stop criticizing yourself, shaming yourself, because those very things are the things that bind us and bond us to lower states of consciousness, to feeling and being stuck, and ultimately to not being able to truly get over the co uh, overcome codependency. Now, if there is anything that we need to be codependent on, it is the universe. Now, here's the thing. It's not codependency if we're trusting and uh, surrendering 
to the universe because we are the universe. Uh, so when we trust ourselves, and when we trust that all that is, which is really just the universe or, or God, whatever you want to call it, whatever your higher power is, and when we allow ourselves to be present and one with this universal energy, we are tapped into the power that is healing and ultimately everything we need is given to us and it's unconditional. So when we do tap into this power, we realize we don't need a narcissist, we don't need anybody, and that creates that independence that we desperately need in order to, to, uh, to create wholeness and to heal. Furthermore, at the core of codependency are false and negative core beliefs. Most notably, I don't have the ability to do something, whatever it is, and ultimately I don't have the intrinsic value, it means I'm not worthy. So we must identify and shatter these beliefs if we're gonna set ourselves free. Narcissistic abusers in many ways are just mirrors for these false beliefs and it's us to us it's up to us to break down these beliefs and shift out of these false paradigms that allow the narcissistic abuser to to prey upon us and ultimately keep us codependent. It's so important to remember being a victim does not it's not your fault. It wasn't your fault that you became this way. Um, however ashamed and guilty you feel and how critical you are of yourself and, and however whatever explanation you use to to describe yourself as being a shameful and ultimately to blame, it is so vital to understand that it's not your fault. Codependents are created through repeated abuse, long-term neglect, specifically in childhood. Uh, and just like they can be created, they can be healed. And the narcissistic abuser may have created and encouraged the codependency inside ourselves, but we have the power to undo it. And when we do allow ourselves to be our own healer, to be our own, uh, to be the one who, uh, breaks the, bo the bond through doing the healing work. We, we set ourselves free. We create healthy independence, which is the way out. And this allows for healthy interconnection. So to conclude, the narcissistic abuser may have created the codependency in us, and they may have certainly uh, wounded us and influenced us to become dependent. But if we do tap into the power of the universe in the present moment and realize that we have everything inside of ourselves, and we take advantage and we trust that power, we have the ability to overcome any codependency and when that happens, we can overcome codependency in a way that uh, no matter what has happened to us, no matter how dependent we feel, and no matter how much fear we live in, no matter, no matter how crippled we are, we can overcome that and uh, assure that, that we do not stay codependent forever. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode. I hope you benefited from it. And until next time, all the best.